0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Amy Talks Politics. So there's been a lot of politics news in recent weeks, especially surrounding the manifestos of all the parties. The Conservative Party manifesto was released yesterday, which was the, was the 18th of May. And the opening sentence from Theresa May is, as we face critical election for our country, I'm launching to a manifesto for Britain's future, a manifesto to see us through Brexit and beyond plan for a fair, stronger, fairer, prosperous Britain the, the front cover is forward together a, a plan for a stronger Britain and a prosperous future And kind of the main policies she wants to push with it is uh, The key policies are real terms increases in NHS spending, reaching 8 billion extra per year by 2022 Scrapping the triple lock on the state pension after 2020, replacing it with a double lock, rising with earnings or inflation Means test winter fuel payments, taking away £300 from wealthier pensioners. Rising costs of care threshold from 23000 to 100000 but includes the value of, hu- of someone's home in c- calculation of assets. They plan to scrap free school lunches for infants in England, but offer free breakfasts across the primary years instead. They pump an extra £4 billion into schools by 2022. Plan to cut net migration down to below 100,000. You've probably seen Tim Farron discussing a second Brexit referendum, which isn't actually whether they want to vote or leave, it's about the terms of the deal and whether we want to accept it or not. On their official website, it says they're standing up for Britain's place in Europe. That's why we think you should have the final say via a referendum on any Brexit deal. If you don't like how the deal shapes up, you should have the choice to remain in the EU. Proper funding for our NHS and social care. Our our national health service is on the brink of collapse and Theresa May doesn't care. The Lib Dems will save the NHS from from crisis. We will spend one P in the pound of income tax on NHS and social care services, prioritising mental health care and limiting care costs for the elderly. Equality in education, a prosperous and fair economy where they say we will boost the economy with a major program of capital investment aimed at stimulating growth across the UK. A greener Britain with things like climate change. We will prevent 40,000 premature deaths a year by cutting air pollution and more than double the production of green electricity by to 60% by 2030. Standing up for families and communities, they Plan to reach a house building target of 300,000 homes a year by 2022, extend free childcare to all two-year-olds, reduce the price of bus travel for the 16, 16 to 21-year-olds by two-thirds, They're standing up for human rights and justice, saying we will oppose any attempts to leave the European Convention on Human Rights and offer a sanctuary to 3,000 unaccompanied refugee children by 2022. A fair open electoral system where they would give sixteen and seventeen year olds the right to vote, introduce proportional representation for Westminster and court elections. Labour's manifesto has got a lot of tension recently as it shows all the costings which which a lot of them don't so the kind of highlights of Jeremy Corbyn's manifesto for labour is income tax. To the top five percent of earners, those on more than eighty thousand pounds a year, to face a forty-five p marginal rate of income tax and a new fifty percent rate on earnings above one hundred twenty-three thousand pounds, to raise six point four billion a year. They pledge not to increase VAT or increase national insurance contributions. Scotland have to set their own tax rate. Company taxes. Labour plans to raise. 48.6 billion to pay for extra spending. Plans to raise an extra 19.4 billion a year from corporation tax by raising the headline rate from 21% to 26%. They're trying to nationalise things like the water industry. Save water bills have risen 40% since privatisation. Labour's manifesto promises to replace our dysfunctional water system with a network of regional, regional publicly owned water companies. Party claims this could reduce household bills by £100 a year. Free childcare and early years support. Labour says it will introduce a 5.3 billion pound package, including extending 30 free hours of childcare to all two-year-olds and moving towards some, making some childcare available for one-year-olds and extending paternity pay to 12 months. Ending the freeze on welfare benefits, pensions. Labour said about pensions, they proposed to freeze the state pension age at 66. This. Commitment means that the planned rise from 66 67 due between 2026 and 2028 will not happen. There was, there was a leaked draft a couple of weeks like last week, and they made some late amendments to it. Uh, public sector recruitment being one of them, an earlier pledge to recruit thousand extra border guards has so been halved to 500. They promised to recruit 3,000 firefighters. The extra cost of Ten thousand police officers—a budget at three hundred million. That's kind of it, really. All of them have a lot of policies in there and a lot of mind-bending figures. It can get quite uh, overwhelming if you read them all at once, which I've just done. Problem with the Labour's manifesto is everyone's saying, "How are they going to afford it?" But in there, uh, in one of the pages of the manifesto, they've done a cost breakdown, and it all adds up. And they've added in some extra extra money for like contingency, so if anything doesn't work out or they don't raise as much money as they need to, they've got got some money to kind of fall back on, I guess. The ITV leaders debate was last night, and there were five MPs of seven Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn didn't turn up both of which sparked anger from the general public and as I said in the last episode it shows that they're not willing to hear other people's standpoints on their policies and what they propose to bring in and things like that so the people that were there were Caroline Lucas, Nicola Sturgeon, Paul Nuttall Jan Wood. and Tim Farron and they all discuss a variety of topics such as Brexit, energy bills, schools, everything. So yeah, if you want to go and watch that, it's on the ITV Hub. It's really, it's a really good uh, debate. You should go and watch it. But I think the the reason they didn't go was because they wanted a separate debate between those two, which isn't really fair but you've already been invited to a debate so you might as well show up and debate it with all of the other parties i don't see what i really don't see why not they all wanted they all had the opportunity to kind of express themselves and their policies and teresa may got uh got slammed because she wasn't there so they just it was an open open goal to criticised her and her policies, and they did that, and they said, you know, if you're watching, this is what we're going to improve on in, from your government, try to persuade voters to, to vote for them, so very interesting, so we shall see what comes of it on June the 8th. So, uh, speaking to Tom, he's Digital Secretary for Older Conservatives, and uh, here he hello, is now, hi Tom,
1: hello,
0: hi, <laughs> so you're obviously Digital Secretary for Older Conservatives, is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. So, what does that job involve exactly?
1: Well, uh, that's mainly with running the um, social media aspects of things, which with like the Twitter and the Facebook, and uh, making sure pictures of candidates meeting um, constituents get out there to people online. So it's mainly things like that and um, promoting um, what we've been doing locally, and also what sort of things we're doing nationally as well.
0: Yeah. So. Kind of on the subject of kind of the national sort of agenda, kind of how do you think like Theresa May's like handling things like Brexit? And how did you vote, and how do you think she's handled the situation so far, especially as going in kind of as a Remainer?
1: Um, okay, so I think uh, Theresa May is absolutely the best poised person to negotiate the Brexit deal because, with all due respect, we've got the Liberal Democrats and the UKIP. They are pretty much irrelevant in this election. There is a very straight choice between Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn. And I think what, when um, even when lifelong Labour voters are looking at that choice, I think Theresa May wins hand down because they look at her and they think, yes, that is the Prime Minister, that is a leader. They look at Jeremy Corbyn and they see a man who can't even control his own party, so how the hell can he control a country if something as important as Brexit?
0: Who do you think Theresa's got that the others haven't?
1: I think Theresa May comes across well. Like I've said, I think she comes across very well as a leader. She's very strong. She's very firm. She knows exactly what she wants. She has a um, a very clear set of principles, Mm -hmm. and I think that um, she's got a very strong team backing her.
0: Yeah. So, like, do you think the kind of, especially the recent rise in Labour, do you think that's gonna hinder the result at all?
1: Well, I think we have to remember that uh, political party membership is not always reflective of what the electorate does. I mean, the Conservative Party membership is probably under 200,000, yet we won 11 million votes in 2015. So I think it's um, more important to be looking at ordinary voters who may be not as vocal on politics, but who still take an interest in their own personal finances and the finances of the country and what's going on, rather than, well, to be quite frank, political obsessives like me.
0: Yeah.
1: At the end of the day, they are the most important people, and I think Theresa May has done an incredible job at saying to Labour voters, who obviously will not naturally like Conservative policies, saying, I understand that you're not sympathetic to us usually, but I ask you, while your party is in this dreadful state, lend us your vote so we can get Brexit done properly.
0: Mm -hmm. So what do you think of kind of Tim Farron and think of people like the Dems who are trying to reverse Brexit? Because it's not going to happen.
1: No, it's not going to happen. And I think it's it's about time that people like Nicola Sturgeon and Tim Farron realise that. And that's what I'm saying to um, remain voters on the doorstep. Whether you voted for Brexit or not, it is happening. So at the end of the day, the choice you have now is who do you want to be negotiating it? Yeah. So I think Tim Farron has done his party and his country a great disservice by pushing against what the people of this country voted for because mm. I think it's also important to remember that about a third of Liberal Democrat members actually supported the League votes, so not only is he alienating huge swathes of the country he's alienating quite a big chunk of his own party
0: mm. So do you think leakage of all the German, like, all this Brexit stuff from... Think, John
1: Juncker, yeah. yeah,
0: that's him Do you think it's kind of propaganda to get the Conservatives kind of out or do you think to show that Theresa May doesn't really have any say or have any strength or anything like that? Uh,
1: Well, I think it was always obvious from the start that Jean-Claude Juncker wasn't very happy about making this easy for us and I think we've seen that this week with um, the things that have been leaked. But at the end of the day, Theresa May is not someone who is going to let herself be walked all over. And if Jean-Claude Juncker thinks he's going to get an easy ride with her, he just, he's not going to know what is sitting when those negotiations have started. Because she is a very strong, very independent-minded woman who is not going to allow some man from Europe to tell her where she's going.
0: Hmm. OK. So did you vote remain or leave? Just, just I
1: wasn't actually old enough to vote and I didn't actually take a side because I personally found... I was compelled by neither side and Sorry. I think unlike a general election there wasn't a balance of pros and cons. I feel like there is an equal amount of good points and bad points on both sides so if I had been voting it was, I would have probably made the decision when I was in the ballot station.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's what a lot of people did.
1: Definitely. From mm-hmm. what I've been talking to from Ordinary voters, that's definitely what a lot of
0: people did. Yeah, so what So what have the kind of things have the ordinary voters been telling you about kind of voting Conservative and what they want from from this this election?
1: Um, well, I think w- one of the things that have been coming up on the doorstep more than anything is definitely Jeremy Corbyn. And any Labour politician who tells you in a marginal seat that Jeremy Corbyn only comes up some of the time is lying through their teeth. I'm in northern East Eastern Saddleworth, which has a six thousand Labour majority. And more or less every door you knock on, he is raised. Yeah. Mostly negatively.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: have had lifelong Labour voters amongst friends and family say to me there is absolutely no way I can vote Labour, no English, and put that man in Downing Street. And I think it's very, um it's very silly for Labour MPs to say, um, I'm standing in this election, but I still don't support Jeremy Corbyn. In my opinion, if you are standing in this election under the banner of the Labour Party, you are endorsing Jeremy Corbyn as Prime Minister. And I think people like John Woodcock seriously need to consider their position about whether they are willing to do that.
0: Yeah. You know, all the, the thing about Diane Abbott, I just found that so funny. The thing about the police on LBC...
1: That was, I found, I, I, I found it absolutely hilarious, but I also found it incredibly scary, because that potentially is someone who could be in charge of our police force in five or six weeks' time, and the prospect of that put the fear of absolute God into me.
0: <laughs> if you had to sum up why to vote Conservative, for those who are a bit on the fence about it, and you had 45 seconds to a minute, what would you say?
1: I say to people who are not naturally conservative supporters and who might have voted Labour all their lives, this is not an ordinary election. This is an election where we face one of the biggest tasks our country has ever faced. And in the choice between Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn, I think the choice is incredibly clear. Theresa May has has proven to be a strong leader who is willing to stand up to world leaders. Jeremy Corbyn has not got the guts to blast our enemies out of the face of the earth with a nuclear weapon. I'd say to people who are considering voting Liberal Democrats or UKIP, if you're voting UKIP, your job is done. And I'm sure that most of the people who voted for Brexit are very grateful for what you have done to deliver the referendum and to deliver the results. But if you want to get a clean Brexit, a good Brexit, and the, and the Brexit you voted for on the 23rd of June last year, you need to vote Conservative. If I was talking to a Liberal Democrat supporter, I'd say... If someone wins an election, you don't contest that because some people didn't. At the end of the day, the majority of the people in this country voted to leave the European Union. Some people might not have liked that, and I know Conservatives who did not support that decision. But at the end of the day, we live in a democracy. What the people vote for is what the people must have.
0: So what have people been saying on social media, especially the younger generation who are more inclined to vote Labour?
1: What have I been saying or what have they been saying? What have they been saying? Um, well, I, obviously, yes, the, the younger generation are more likely to vote Labour. But um, I have seen amongst my friends, simply by talking to them about the Conservatives' plan for this country, They are starting to um, break down the stereotypes in their own mind that they have. I mean, obviously there's always going to be that stereotype that the Conservatives are the party of the rich. And I think I'm living proof that that's absolute rubbish. I mean, I live in the North. I live in Greater Manchester. Um, I've always been state educated. I was brought up in a single-parent household. So if if I'm classed as the rich, God knows what, what isn't.
0: Yeah. So what what do you think are some of the stereotypes that some of your, sort of your friends have been saying and that you've debunked from them? I think that
1: the thing that annoys me the most, the, the, probably the most blatant lie, is that the Conservatives want to privatise the NHS, which I, think, which I actually find incredibly offensive. If you wanted to privatise the NHS, I mean, we've been in government for longer than any political party in the last century. If we really, really wanted to, we would have done it by now. A party that wants to privatise the NHS does not commit to the money that the NHS asked for at the last election. And I think it's very rich of Labour to accuse them of this because if you look at the transfer of uh, private enterprise into the NHS when they were in power, it was about at 6%. The coalition reduced that to 4%. So if anyone is the party of NHS privatisation, it's the Labour party.
0: I saw you you posted on online about the recent... Theresa May putting money into mental health, like, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that's a good thing or not? Or?
1: I think it's really excellent because I um I've had experiences with um, mental health myself, and I think um well one one of the things that I was most pleased about about that announcement is that every school should have a mental health expert, which I always argued for when I was a school. Because I think a lot of young people, while a lot of pastoral care departments are very good. They're not specifically trained in dealing with young people with mental health problems. I think a lot of people forget that mental health, it's not just an emotion, it is an illness, mm. and it needs to be treated.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think this, inject, uh, this injection of l- new money, along with the 10,000 extra staff, is greatly welcomed.
0: Okay, well, I think that's all the questions I've got for you today, Tom.
1: Oh, well, I've enjoyed
0: Okay that was my interview with the lovely Tom, if you want to go and follow his political opinions he is at that's right 4, t-h-a-t-c-h-e-r-i-t-e-4, I'm you you there, go and follow me on Twitter at amytalksp, and hope you very much enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe on Mixcloud, it will be on iTunes very soon, I will let you know as and when that has happened on Twitter and Facebook, thank you very much for listening, bye!